and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, of Neo News Today. In episode 56 of the NNT pod, I sat down and spoke with Stanislav Bogatriev, the CIO of Neo SPCC. Neo SPCC is the St. Petersburg-based team that has been building the NeoFS Distributed Object Storage System since late 2018. In this episode, Stan and I talked about why NeoFS was built from scratch, how NeoFS natively interacts with the Neo blockchain, use cases for NeoFS and how Neo users can interact with it, plus much more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation with Stan as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Dylan with the Neo News Today podcast. Today we are speaking with Stanislav Bogatriev, the CIO at Neo SPCC. How are you doing today, Stan? Hello, I'm doing fine. We're having a busy week here in Neo SPCC, releasing new versions of almost everything we have for the N3 testnet. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to digging into that in a little bit. Um, But for maybe a listener who this is the first time that they're listening to the Neo News Today podcast, could you maybe just share a little bit about your background? Um, You've worked at Samsung. You were the head of infrastructure and operations under a financial software company, and you've held uh, various other positions. So could you just give us a brief background of your edu- of your education and your work experience? Sure. Um, uh, I was born in the family of uh, Soviet engineers, so uh, it was quite natural for me to choose an engineering career. So uh, I was uh, programming since, since I was very young. So I finished the technical university, then I started to work in, as a programmer as, and then switching to some uh, infrastructure work. And uh, since I had this mix of uh, infrastructure operations and system programming background, uh, I naturally got to work in storage and in low level control systems. So. I worked in EMC, which is Dell now. Uh, I was working on object storages and uh, low-level uh, data protection devices. And then I worked uh, mostly on the infrastructure side. Uh, I was building cloud infrastructures for uh, once for one of the first uh, cloud infrastructure providers in Russia. And then I moved to Korea uh, to work for Samsung Research. And then I returned back to Russia to work on NeoFS. Uh, So briefly, that's it. Uh, So the area of my interests uh, was always data storage, uh, distributed systems, clustering, uh, system reliar- <laughs> different system reliability, um, stuff and things like that. So, so something that I, I want to kind of um, ask about is 
you have this background in object storage networks and NeoFS is building a distributed file storage network for the Neo blockchain. So why did you choose to build NeoFS from scratch as opposed to joining another project that was already working on distributed file storage systems? Other existing projects at that time were not exactly, how to say, uh, interesting enough. Um, so we had a chance to build something from scratch uh, with the features unique uh, to this area. So uh, we wanted to build some, uh, some solution that is uh, usable for current uh, practical tasks. So the idea was to build uh, a truly decentralized system able to solve uh, tasks that are now mostly solved in a centralized setting. Uh, so uh, the other systems were not fitting this requirement. Uh, most of them were just uh, completely public, uh, means uh, all the data was accessible by everyone. Uh, and they didn't have any control over the user's data. So you just um, take some data, uh, push it to the storage network, and you do not know and you cannot control where this data will be stored, how, who will access it, etc. So we wanted to have those things addressed. Uh, so we decided to build NeoFS from scratch, uh, starting to design an experiment uh, with different approaches. Uh, because uh, one of the main uh, requirements for such a system is working in an untrusted environment, uh, we did some research in the area of uh, data audit uh, on, in the untrusted network uh, without the data disclosure. So we came out with an interesting approaches combining the game theory, the homomorphic encryption schemes, etc. cetera. Uh, and um, we also wanted this to work on the uh, real storage hardware uh, that we have uh, in existing enterprises. Uh, and existing systems uh, that were on the market by the time were not powerful enough uh, to uh, handle uh, the, the performance uh, required from the storage systems uh, of the enterprise grade. So we started to design the storage engine that would uh, that would, how to say, uh, consume or utilize uh, all the hardware power it can uh, have for the storage processing. So this mix of all those approaches and requirements uh, required to build something new completely from scratch. So we didn't have an option to just take some open source system available from the market and adopt it for Neo blockchain. And um, again, uh, we wanted the system not only to be working locally or as a small cluster, we wanted it to be available 
uh, from any point of the globe so it uh, so it could scale up to the globe size so again uh, most of the systems by the time were unable to do this uh, without losing performance or without uh, degrading their liability uh, so again we had to design uh, a completely new part of a system for this so we just uh, didn't have a choice to join or start to adopting any existing project uh, because uh, there were no projects fitting just any of our requirements. So it's really interesting that there were these list of requirements that you saw that you needed to have uh, to build a file, a distributed file storage network. Um, one of the key talking points for N3, this, this, this third iteration of the Neo mainnet that's going to be launching within the next couple months, is that there's native integration at the blockchain level with NeoFS. So could you just maybe briefly describe to, to somebody in kind of uh, higher level um, terms what native integration with NeoFS on the Neo blockchain means? Sure. Uh, that's one of the key features of NeoFS. Uh, so um, we wanted to give the smart contracts and distributed applications uh, the ability to manage the data. Uh, so right now, storing the data on-chain is prohibitively expensive. Uh, with NeoFS, uh, a smart contract uh, can get the data directly uh, from the NeoFS storage network. Uh, the distributed application uh, can host the data in the NeoFS network uh, and still uh, control it uh, in a distributed way. So uh, now uh, the distributed application can not only decentralize its code execution, uh, but also decentralize uh, the data of the application. Uh, so natively from the N3, uh, you can uh, have uh, the access to the NeoFS data from the smart contract using the Oracle mechanism. Uh, and uh, you can um, manage the, the access to the data using the Neo wallets. So uh, the NeoFS network user uh, may be identified by the Neo wallet. Uh, so having the Neo wallet uh, automatically means that you can use NeoFS and uh, on the other side that you can control the access to NeoFS by those uh, wallet identifiers. Um, as for the economical part, uh, the NeoFS uses uh, N3 uh, native gas token for the payments. Uh, so, uh, you have the utility token of the network uh, to pay for the storage in NeoFS uh, and for the transactions and for the contract execution. Uh, so just 
the same native utility token of the network. Um, maybe from the high level, that's that's all. So there are many details, uh, more of a technical significance, but for from the user standpoint, maybe it's enough. Cool. Um, one little thing that we at Neo News today have tripped up on, and you've had to correct us, is that we have referred to NeoFS as a decentralized file storage system, but it's not. It's a decentralized object storage system. So could you explain the difference between the two so that others don't make the same mistake? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, the file means just the named uh, sequence of bytes. So it's just a piece of data that has a name and you can, it, it's mutable uh, by by design. Uh, the object is uh, more kind of an immutable piece of information, immutable piece of data with a metadata directly attached to it. Uh, so in these terms, uh, the NeoFS uh, manipulates with objects. Uh, you have uh, an immutable piece of data, the payload, and you have a uh, immutable piece of metadata for this data, uh, the set of attributes, like uh, the name of the file that uh, was used to produce this object, uh, the owner, uh, and uh, anything uh, you want to attach, like uh, any arbitrary k-value information. Uh, the object is addressed by its content. Uh, so in a decentralized system, it's uh, very useful. Uh, you do not have a file name, you have the hash uh, of the uh, object and its metadata uh, in sum. So if you access some object, uh, you can always be sure that you got uh, what you have requested because you can calculate the hash and uh, get the same address. Uh, we also store the object in containers, uh, so they are also immutable, and uh, that's something like the folder in a file system or the bucket in S3. Uh, so that should be the whole concept should be familiar to the modern web users. Like you create a bucket, you create a container, and put objects in it, uh, and as a result, you get some address which is also immutable and verifiable. Very cool. So from my perspective, blockchain can sometimes be ubiquitous, everything and everywhere. Um, so from your perspective, who are the customers or the users that NeoFS was made for? Uh, primarily NeoFS. Uh, was supposed to be used by distributed application developers to let them have uh, the really decentralized data storage for their applications. Uh, but uh, we also target the system for the regular web developers because uh, uh, we wanted it to be very practical. Uh, so NeoFest does not only support its own native protocol, uh, but which is uh, 
gRPC based uh, API. Uh, we also support the protocol gateways. So uh, you can use the regular browser to access uh, the NeoFS data. Uh, for example, you can host the static websites uh, directly on NeoFS and uh, access them uh, using the regular browser. So distributed applications can not only use NeoFS for data storage, but also to host the front end, for example. Uh, this means it can be used as a distributed backend for any traditional kind of applications, uh, like uh, websites. Uh, for example, you may have the mobile application, uh, which is used worldwide, and uh, you want to allow users to upload, for example, the photos directly uh, from the mobile. Uh, so you can do it by integrating this application to NeoFS. Uh, the, the data will be uploaded to the nearest NeoFS node, will be synchronized uh, and distributed in the network according to the policy you set. Uh, you can build a custom CDN uh, for your application very easily because uh, of the uh, using the NeoFS storage policy, you can for example, for, for example uh, place your data in a certain region and uh, set up the front-ends, uh, caching front-ends near that uh, region storage nodes. Uh, so the basic CDN functionality uh, is almost built in the NeoFS. Uh, you can also want to, may want to use NeoFS as a hybrid uh, data disaster recovery scheme for your backups. For example, you can set up uh, some private nodes in your, uh, inside your enterprise perimeter and uh, set up few nodes offsite, uh, create a container with a policy that says store uh, one copy of the data here near my uh, uh, data consumers, data producers uh, inside the perimeter on my node only and please host one more copy offsite again on the uh, storage node I trust and uh, one encrypted copy somewhere on the network. And uh, this will be working scenario. So you can have the hybrid storage. You, you can only uh, pay for the network for the one copy you store uh, on the external infrastructure, for example. So uh, we have quite flexible mechanisms to uh, to make NeoFS fit your requirements. Uh, and if you need to store data in more than one location reliably, so NeoFS most probably could fit your requirements. Those are really interesting examples for how NeoFS can be used. I've been covering the project for a couple of years and I still learn new things um, all the time about potential use cases. In a recent workshop that you and Alexi delivered uh, this week for the Neo Frontier Launchpad participants, uh, there was a quick little blurb that NeoFS would be able to stream videos. So is that something that can happen um, once NeoFS is live on mainnet, or do there need to be uh, more participants per offering um, uh, hardware 
and storage capacity across the network or is video streaming something that could potentially go live day one? Uh, it's already possible. Uh, I mean, not the live streaming, uh, but streaming the pre-recorded video. Uh, so you can build something like YouTube uh, in a distributed setting, decentralized setting. Uh, it's already possible. And uh, uh, you can just upload uh, the video of arbitrary size to NeoFS and stream it uh, using the HTTP gateway. We have uh, tailored the HTTP gateway we have to, to efficiently stream uh, any uh, any size uh, objects objects of any size uh, efficiently without buffering uh, of the whole uh, data. So it just works. Um, you can uh, just uh, take any uh, video player for the web, point it to the <clears throat> Uh, pointed to the video on the new FS uh, behind the HTTP gate, and it will just work uh, right now. Uh, for the more complex scenarios, uh, maybe you could tailor something on your front-end side, uh, but technically it just works. So uh, one of the features of the new FS compared to the other uh, similar systems is that we transparently uh, support large objects. So in the system to efficiently work, uh, we have uh, the fixed uh, limit for the single object. And uh, we support streaming upload on, the, on both native API and HTTP API levels. So when you stream uh, the data which exceeds the maximal object size, uh, the NeoFS uh, would transparently break it down into smaller objects. And uh, when your upload complete, uh, you will complete, uh, you receive the uh, resulting uh, object address. And uh, you can access your large object using this address. Uh, and all the magic of mapping uh, this uh, address space to the particular parts will be done uh, by NeoFS nodes uh, behind the scenes uh, automatically. Again, uh, you still can access each object uh, which comprises your large object individually. Uh, so all the policies uh, and uh, uh, reliability settings will still, will, will still work independently, uh, not depending on the object size you have. Um, so, so maybe maybe that's all. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, it it sounds like it's a un it sounds like it's one small feature of the great work that you guys have been doing. But it's a it's an it's an easy enough soundbite to kind of share with the world that signals the progress that NeoFS has made. So um, users can now use their own storage capacity and connect to NeoFS. So I'm wondering if like a regular Neo holder such as myself who just uses like a MacBook Pro can uh, provide storage capacity for NeoFS. And if not, how can uh, a regular Neo holder interact with the network? 
As a regular Neo holder, you can host your own storage node. I'm not sure about the MacBook. Uh, we didn't test it uh, on Apple hardware uh, extensively. Uh, right now, we officially support only uh, Linux on the X64 platform. Uh, we also have a requirement for the CPU to support AVX2 instruction sets because we have a custom implementation of the homomorphic caching algorithm in with optimizations in assembly. Uh, so without those instructions, uh, the homomorphic uh, hashing will be painfully slow. Um, so you can have uh, the NeoFS node running on the regular laptop without any problems. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, but it, it will just work. Uh, so we have uh, the test bench uh, with a quite cheap hardware and it works fine. Uh, so Yes, you can set up your storage node of, on almost any hardware that can run Linux and that has AVX2 capable CPU. Awesome. Uh, um, be, before we um, wrap up, uh, I did want to touch upon the Neo Frontier Hackathon that's going on right now. And if a user goes into the developer channels on the Neo Discord server, they're going to see a lot of activity. And a lot of hackathon participants are asking questions about different languages, um, different standards, uh, just just various different tools that are available in the Neo blockchain ecosystem. So I'm just curious to hear a little bit more from your perspective. Um, what are some of the conversations that or questions that developers participating in the hackathon right now? are asking you and your team about NeoFS? <laughs> uh, for the NeoFS, uh, we had questions uh, mostly about integrating uh, the regular web applications with NeoFS mostly. Uh, that was a hot topic. We had to uh, fix few bugs uh, for this. Uh, that was very interesting and uh, we were very pleased to see the interest from community and uh, the feedback provided uh, to us uh, it's very we were very glad to see someone actually trying to use neofs uh, through the protocol gateway that was actually one of the main use cases we wanted to be used by uh, new by hackathon participants. Uh, the other questions were related to uh, using smart contracts uh, to uh, to interact with the economical part uh, of the NeoFS. Um, but uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the side of the NeoFS we want to tune up uh, during the testnet. Uh, and uh, other questions um, they were mostly about uh, the, the rest of the questions were about the tooling and how to use the NeoFS CLI and uh, how to uh, 
how to use uh, NeoFS API, uh, but we uh, we hope to, to cover uh, the API questions and how to use SDK uh, in the workshop uh, briefly um, and posted a few articles uh, with a quick start guide. So I think that they will be useful. Um, that's all. Awesome. Um, so wrapping up NeoFS is coming to fruition. This is a project that you and your team have been working on for two plus years. And it's getting to the place where it's going to be used on mainnet and a regular Neo user like myself can start using it. So as we start getting closer to the end of, of building the product and now that there's a functional distributed object storage network that can interact natively with the Neo blockchain and, and I can use it. Now that we're here, what are the next steps? What will NeoFS be working on in the next year? Like, what will it look like in the summer of 2022? <laughs> there are a lot of things to do in NeoFS uh, uh, in the optimization uh, of the storage engine, uh, for example. Uh, we have uh, many features planned for the post mainnet uh, release uh, in the area uh, of the uh, non-immutable data, maybe, uh, let's say so. Uh, oh, non-immutable means mutable. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, so, yes, we, we plan to, uh, to, to, to update uh, uh, some features for working with mutable data. Uh, and um, what else? Uh, actually, in the NeoFS GitHub repository, uh, we mark the, we label uh, such features as NeoFS Next. Uh, so uh, anyone can go there and see what we're planning to do. Uh, but uh, the general direction is to, to build a true cloud platform uh, that will allow to build the uh, application, uh, real-world applications uh, in a decentralized setting. Uh, so that's the direction we want to develop the NeoFS and the service layers upon it. Very exciting times for the Neo ecosystem the culmination of multi-year projects finally launching. Um, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with the Neo News Today podcast today because I know it's crunch time. Uh, you were mentioning you're very busy this week. Uh, users can expect to start seeing lots of rollouts moving forward. So just want to, once again, thank you for taking the time to come chat with us. It was awesome to have you on, and it was far too long uh, between the last Neo SPCC episode and this one. No, thank you. It was a pleasure. Uh, actually, that's one of the few podcasts I listen. So that was a pleasure for me. Well, thank you so much for, for listening to all the podcasts. And uh, I mean it when I say it. I can't wait to see you and the team again in person at a future event. <laughs> Me too. I want to see all the community members leave again. <laughs> totally. Well, thank you so much, Stan, and have a good one.
Thank you. Bye. Well, what did you think of that conversation? I enjoyed hearing about the users the NeoS PCC team is targeting and the use cases NeoFS is built for. It was also nice to get a better understanding of how exactly native integration between NeoFS and the Neo blockchain works. And it was great to learn more about how NeoFS is capable of streaming pre-recorded video content. To keep up to date with the latest in the Neo ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the Neo News Today podcast and the Neo ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time.